Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to week 50 of 2021. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 13th of December, and then I will be back with our meditation. What's in store, Pam? So Monday the 13th, the moon is in the sign of Aries, and it actually is a very well-aspected moon. The thing to keep in mind when the moon is in the sign of Aries is we can move very quickly, or people can be moving very quickly at us. And it's just important to kind of keep in mind what your original agenda was if you don't want to be distracted. The other thing that's happening this day is Mars moves into the sign of Sagittarius. So when the moon is in the sign of Aries, it does matter where the planet Mars is because Mars is the planet that's connected to the sign of Aries. So what we're getting energetically is this kind of whoosh, that comes in, which for fire, air sign, people who are comfortable with fast movement, spontaneity, exuberance, this can be a very electric and fast moving day. We do want to take into account, as I mentioned earlier, anything that we are responsible for, anything that might cause um, conflict or confrontation. Because as that moon moves through the sign of Aries on this day, um, there's a couple of other things that are happening. The planet Mercury goes in the sign of Capricorn. So Mercury is the planet that has to do with how we communicate, relationships with siblings, with neighbors, uh, our overall neighborhood environment, and yes, um, how we're getting along with the machinery that gets us about. So in the sign of Capricorn with the moon in Aries, Mars having gone into Sagittarius, uh, it's important to make sure your car has the maintenance it deserves for you to be getting around if you're a car person. If you're not a car person, if you're more mass transit oriented, then again, you want to check schedules, see where things are going, because it could be that there are different not necessarily switches, but things that need to be taken into account over the next period of time. And what's important with the moon in Aries is that we always take that extra little breath to just make sure, is the way clear? Do I know where I'm going? Um, have I paid my dues? Because one of the pictures in the sky between the moon Pluto today is really 
asking, demanding, um, requiring that we've done our due diligence, whatever it is, and we are willing, if we're going to speak truth to power or deal with something that feels a bit confrontational, that we've done our homework, that we know where we stand, that this isn't a kind of seat of seat of the pants way that we're entering into dialogue. Because if we've done that, then whew, success is before us. It's particularly um, juicy and um, beneficial when we get after seven o'clock tonight, Eastern time, uh, specifically actually 7.02 to a little before 10 o'clock this evening. And what that gives us is it gives us a, a couple of hours that are just really productive for if there's someone you need to approach, if there's something you want to take on. Um, this is a very auspicious uh, period for people who work in a way that's not encumbered by nine to five this might be a time when you decide to launch or move into a overture for a new idea uh, with something that you're getting off the ground. The moon goes for it, of course, at 9.52 p.m. And at that point in time, we want to quiet down with the moon in Aries. Uh, some of us may need to do an energetic discharge and uh, that's totally appropriate. Do things that allow your body to feel comfortable as you ease into sleep. And the times I give are all Eastern time, so please adjust. Uh, on the 14th, the moon has moved into the sign of Taurus. As of 3.11 a.m., and once it's in the sign of Taurus, it, it's a little tricky because uh, moon in the sign of Taurus is generally considered exalted, like a good time where we pay attention to our body, we eat well, we clothe ourselves in things that are feel good to us, and this is all good to do. But with the way the moon is moving through the sky, there are a few things we have to take into account on Tuesday. And one of those things is that have you taken responsibility? Have you uh, done the work that's necessary to accomplish whatever goals are in front of you? And you may well have done that, but let's say you're partnering or working with someone or having a client who's not following through or doing the things necessary. This really demands that we pull in that extra layer of energy commitment focus in order to achieve the goal because something is not really holding up its end. And if it's something on our end, then of course, uh, you want to work harder to make that thing happen, whatever it may be, the accountability, the showing up, the doing the work that's necessary, the investment, because yes, sometimes it's about money. And once we've done that, whatever it may be, and it may be this sort of late evening reckoning where we 
kind of confront the flaws in the great plan. And that's important to do because when we do that the next day on Wednesday, there's there's an we're still maybe pushing a bit in ways that feel like, oh, there's so much going on. And what's important is to winnow down and concentrate on the goal you most want to achieve and make happen over these two days. And so by end of day on Wednesday, when we're looking more towards kind of late evening, uh, this can be a highly restorative time, uh, really, really good for deep sleep. Um, if you've eaten the foods that really help your body earlier in the day, um, just very high quality rest for the evening. If depending on your time zone, it's not evening time for you when it's 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, then utilize that lovely, uh, juicy period to really focus on what you most care about and uh, move in ways that have very definite uh, goals and aims for accomplishing whatever it may be, even if it is just restorative rest, which is so important for all of us in overall maintenance of the body, mind, and spirit. And on Wednesday, we still are in this lovely uh, high accomplishment energy uh, morning, uh, especially if we've focused on what it is we're doing and not getting overwhelmed with a lot of tangents. One thing about um, this particular morning, which may have happened the day before as well, is that there may be a lot of offers or things that are enticing. And when we narrow it down to just really concentrate on the things that we want to make happen, we're going to have a much more productive uh, morning than if we allow ourselves to be scattered and distracted. And a good practice when ideas, events, um, tangents come up that are appealing is to capture them in some way. Uh, put it on your calendar to look at another point in time. Um, make a date to revisit it with whomever you're talking to jot it down, uh, take a picture, capture whatever it is that has kind of opened doorways in your head and heart, but don't let yourself be taken away from the task or purpose at hand, because when you're able to follow through, that's when you get the really good rewards. So the moon goes void, of course, at 11.08 a.m., on Thursday the 16th and it doesn't enter the sign of Gemini until 3:43 p.m. so this late morning early afternoon time is really excellent to just keep working something you're already in process of doing resting restoring 
and or having a really uh, leisure, enjoyable lunch, meditative, um, creative rejuvenation period. Once the moon enters Gemini at 3.43 p.m. on Thursday, now we are booking. Again, air fire signs are going to be highly stimulated. Uh, a lot of sense of, let me go here, let me do that. What did you say? Uh, just know that as we get into the evening, um, evening into late evening, some people may be rather short-tempered. They may um, not have very good uh, sense of space or limitations, and they can almost have a short circuit or tangent. If you're feeling that this is you coming up um, with that experience, try to give yourself some downtime or some kind of healthy outlet. Uh, it should pass by nine o'clock in the evening. And then we're a little more like tempers tend to quiet or the level of excitement or um, just ratcheting up starts to move down. And then we're in a really good pocket um, through the next day, Friday, the 17th. And it actually runs through, it, it runs into the full moon that happens on the 18th. And what this is about is that the moon, Gemini moon is being lit by the Sagittarius sun. And this is, um, this is a very nice full moon. It's coming off that new moon eclipse that we had early in the month. And what it basically is giving us is this sense of, okay, the wisdom and knowledge that you've opened up to is starting to inform your, your daily conversations. The, the more, um, the more routine and just day-to-day -day way that you navigate and move through the world. And so if you have allowed yourself to open up to higher realms of wisdom and knowledge, some of which maybe were not easy to digest, then this can be a lovely period of really kind of inviting in new dialogues with people close to you or ways that you're learning or teaching and giving information that really stimulates and segues into new ideas and new concepts and a lot of synergy and energy. So it's actually, Friday looks to me like a very exciting day. Saturday on the 18th, when the full moon actually is exact at 11.36 p.m., should be, for if it's a clear night, should be a beautiful night. So in the morning on Saturday the 18th, we want to make sure we have time to meditate and just have some quiet space. 
otherwise, we may find ourselves uh, in a state of confusion, mixed signals, like not really understanding what somebody else is trying to say, or not really being clear on what it is we want to do and make happen. So uh, if you're not a meditator, at least if you can take some quiet time to just kind of assess your day and see where you're going instead of just running headlong into it, you'll find uh, a lot more productivity happens by the end of the day. And we, it's really important, again, to ramp up that communication piece uh, instead of just getting into conversation where people say, he says that, I say this, you say that, she says this. Um, Absorb, do your best to listen and process uh, as you speak, because that is really getting the full impact of this full moon that is teaching us to not to let me put it this way, to tread lightly on wounds. Because what happens is we can, and and especially nowadays, there is so much volatility and so much conversation that is raw or um, insightful for people, or rather another word is ignites people's um, very fast reaction, that we aren't really getting quality responses. And those of you who've listened to me for a while know that this is kind of a theme I've been going through. So this full moon is really highlighting where we may be flawed or not as aware or seeing things in the way we could. And so if you feel that revelation, insight, or um, lighting up, is coming in it's it's important to sit with it and let it let it soothe let it work through whatever the hard pieces are because here's the thing when people are going through really difficult periods or something happens that there are no words for sometimes to witness and to just be present is not only the most that we can do, but it is exactly the right thing to do. And so that's a piece of allowing that insight to come through and really gestate and open up all your receptors to new understanding. And I, uh, again, this is a lovely full moon to just allow the dream process to help and heal. And on Sunday, the 19th, this is a couple of things I want to mention. The moon enters the sign of cancer at 4.42 a.m. And the other thing that is actually very important to mention is that Venus goes retrograde at 5.36 a.m. So Venus will be retrograde um, during the um, high holidays, uh, like 
ramped up season. So what that does is that tends to mellow it down, the way we connect, um, how much money we spend, how uh, over the top people are. When Venus is retrograde, um, we, we pull back on our resources a bit. We focus more on what is intrinsic to love and gifts. And it's not so splashy and glitzy. Um, and the other thing that happens when Venus retrograde is we reflect on the past and sometimes past relationships step back into our life, no matter how fleeting. The other thing that happens on this day is Chiron goes direct. And so Chiron being the planet that has to do with, um, well, it's actually... Chiron is called a, what are astronomers calling it these days? They're calling it a centaur, uh, an amalgam between a, a comet and an asteroid. But its importance in the geometry of the solar system orbits is that it brings up what it is we must learn from our personal experience that opens us up to greater understanding of our own individuality and genius. So it, it frees us from attachment to wounds and structures, but it only does that. We only achieve that liberation by moving through the pain. And uh, so going direct, some of us may may feel some kind of triggering that's happening. So that's just important to be aware of as well. And then the other thing to mention about this day is it's a really great day to nest, be with family, eat the foods that restore and comfort, and do the things that allow you a sense of home, regardless of where you are. And now I turn it over to Susie. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I would like to uh, do our meditation now on home, not a place that we go to very much in our meditation. So does that seem about the right place for us today, Pam, to maybe? Oh, yes, I think that's lovely. Super. Okay, so I invite everyone, as always, to just have a place of quietness as we start, just taking a few deeper breaths. And let's just bring our concentration, our focus onto home what we call home. Most of us think of a physical place, of course, and it's a place that we hope or intend to be a place of peace, a place of comfort. And no matter what your home is now, no matter how, how comfortable that is or how much it meets what you would like it to be right now, 
let's create some perhaps some intentions and some strategies into really building our home now into a place that really meets what we need, what I need, what you need. Something that is really not a compromise. Something that is not just it'll do or it has to be like this. Let's really set our intention into creating something that is very, very comfortable and special for us. And whether that means that we go in with a feng shui consultant or a decorator or redo things or change things, let's just do it from a very, very simple place now, from a place of this is me, this is my life, and this is what I would like to create. So as you sink deeply into what you want as the feeling of your home, just notice what comes up for you, like what is the, the few, two, three or four words that you would like to have as the description of your home. For some people it will be, I would like to have a place that is peaceful or a place that is quiet. For others, it might be, I would like to have it more organised or less cluttered. Others, it might be, I would like to have it full of exciting and beautiful objects that I love and that make me feel good. Just notice what are the words that come up for you. Do you want more light? Do you want more heat? Do you want more fresh air? Think about all those physical parts of your home. And as you're thinking about what you might want to change, what is the feeling that you want to be having in your home? That you feel safe, that you feel secure, might be important for you depending on where you're living. That you feel happiness that you feel joy from the way that things are in your home. Perhaps you share your home with many other people, family members, spouses, children, roommates, um, long, long-standing house guests. Perhaps you share your home with a lot of animals, cats or dogs or other creatures. And just notice what else it is that you would like to have in your home, especially as we've spent much of the past year and a half, nearly two years now, many of us have been spending all of our time in our homes. Many of us have also um, been less social and having less things happening in our homes. And... We've also perhaps been working from home, so we've been changing around our homes to accommodate that. 
So just for a few minutes in our meditation today, we're just really spending a little bit of quality time just on what is my home, how I would like to perhaps bring some fresh energy in for the new year, move things around, and just spend a few minutes just really considering this place, this space that I spend most of my time. Is it a place now where I need to jump in and make changes or is it absolutely perfect the way it is? And just notice how much of the idea of perfect might be also about it is perfect or that we're resisting some change perhaps in a way or don't really want to get involved with the work of doing things. Just asking ourselves, what else does my home need now? What else do I need to make this feel really feel like my home. And even if we're somewhere that is temporary or that is not so perfect and we can't move right now for whatever reasons, what can I do to make it more homely? What can I do to bring in more light, to bring in perhaps more alive things into my home? plants that are generating oxygen for us? What else can we do to bring in something that might improve the air, the light, just the quality? And when we bring intention to a space, we can also bring energy to a space by literally, by blessing that space, by thanking that space, by literally waking up in the morning and saying, thank you, house, thank you, apartment, thank you, room, thank you for being my shelter. Thank you to all of the wonderful things that I share my house with. Thank you to my plants, my animals, my crystals, my books, my furniture. Thank you. And when we start to be more conscious of our environment, when we start to really engage with our environment and recognise the importance of our environment, we can bring about changes with intention and with direction so that when others come in too, they'll, they'll feel that energy, they'll feel that respect and that appreciation that's there. And it might seem very silly to some of us to be saying, oh, thank you to my furniture, but it's an energetic uh, type of condition when we can really appreciate and show gratitude to things that 
don't have a soul or don't necessarily seem to be alive, but to still be in appreciation that we are very blessed and lucky to have a roof over our heads, that we are blessed and lucky to have a bed to sleep in, to have a hot blanket, even to have electricity. When so many people, so many people in our world are struggling. So appreciation, thank you home, thank you for being my shelter, thank you for looking after me. Feel the gratitude in your body, in your mind and in your heart that we're able to really be in a situation, in a place of gratitude. Thank you. And as we take a few deeper breaths, gently opening our eyes and saying thank you to our world. Thank you for being this beautiful world, this beautiful home for me, for my life here now on this planet. Thank you. Thank you to Pamela. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.